Hello, you're listening to What the Devs. I'm your host, Christina Cardoza, and joining me today is Roman Stanek, founder and CEO of Abandoned Analytics and Intelligence Company, Good Data. Hey, Roman, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Oh, thank you. Great. No, thank you for uh, for joining us today. We're here to talk about freemium software, which is becoming especially more important as people start working from home and businesses and IT teams look for new software to bring in. So, Roman, you know, before we get into a conversation, why don't we just start off by, you know, letting listeners know what we mean by freemium software. You know, when I think about it, I think about my Slack channel that I'm using now to collaborate with my team members. We're on a free version. So is that what we're talking about when we say freemium? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's freemium is somehow, you know, full featured version of, of software that's uh, that's not limited by time. I think that's the biggest difference between uh, free trials and we are all some, at some point uh, registered for some free trials. And the difference between free trials and limit uh, and freemium is that freemium is not limited by time. You can use freemium as long as long as you want for free. Great. And as you know, businesses and work becomes more remote. What is the importance of implementing freemium software into the business? Yeah, I, I actually think it's it's the timing for freemium uh, uh, is perfect. Um, you know, it's a uh, freemium is a a very good way how to find new uh, productivity tool or new software for a company uh, at, at essentially zero uh, zero. Uh, kind of risk uh, because as I said you know it's not time limited and um, th these days you know we all have a little bit more time we don't travel we don't commute and so on so being able to actually sign up for some software uh, try it out uh, use it and being able to see how it actually works for the company at, again at, at, at zero cost it's it's just uh, it's just perfect and um, while it does uh, require some investment of time and and kind of dedication and, and you know attention obviously it's still the best way how to actually discover software this way these, uh, these days great now you mentioned productivity tools but what are some other you know premium software that IT teams are looking to support the business right now yeah you know we all we all use different types of um, obviously collaboration tools and and um, um, you know, software development tool packages and so on. Good data is focused on data and analytics, so we kind of cover the whole, uh, you know, spectrum of, of use cases for management, uh, data management and data analytics and visualizations. But we all look at different uh, types of softwares, all the way from uh, uh, CRM, customer relationship management, to uh, marketing, um, uh, marketing platforms and so on. And I believe that most of them, most of these categories, uh, have some sort of a freemium options these days. You mentioned it still, you know, requires a bit of time and dedication to bring in freemium software to the business. So what sort of skills are required from the IT team or from team members utilizing this freemium software to get the most benefits out of it for the business? Yeah, that, that's actually that's that's a, that's a very good question because it is it is, you know, freemium shouldn't be bait and switch. Freemium should not be um, you know, some sort of a way how to get customers invest time and then, you know, customers realize that the freemium, you know, is limited in some way that they didn't anticipate, you know, that there is some sort of a catch that, hey, you know, I can use it for free, but I cannot do this and it's really critical. So I, I do believe that, you know, 
the the investment of time needs to go hand in hand with uh, transparency. You know, more transparent the software provider is in terms of what are the features, what are the limitations, what you know, what you know, what is the up, upgrade path? You know, if you know, is there a a um, kind of bait and switch? Uh, and that's linked to the amount of uh, time and efforts that people actually put into it. And the investment in time depends on how complicated the package is. I would, I would say that data and analytics is probably more on that kind of more complicated side than, let's say, some sort of a collaboration tool like Slack or some uh, some tool like Zoom that you know we all know and, and love. I would say uh, as a as a freemium product, but. Uh, it, it really depends on you know what domain this software is, but also how transparent the company is about it, because then uh, the teams can actually spend a little bit more time invest, uh, investing in that tool and uh, in that evaluation and usage. You brought up um, a great example of Zoom. I know a lot of companies are starting to use it to connect with their employees or employees trying to connect with clients face-to-face -face still. But Zoom, the free version, had a lot of issues in the beginning when we all started working from home because of the security issues that weren't provided with the free version. So what are some things you have to look out for when you implement freemium software? What is sort of the security and governance that come with free versions? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's kind of that's my point with transparency. Imagine that there would be a big kind of warning, like if you use free Zoom, you don't get these you know, uh, maybe a couple of critical uh, features that you need for security. Maybe actually that would uh, uh, that would uh, limit the growth of, of Zoom. So, um, you know, I, I would say that they were probably on less transparent side, and maybe that they didn't even know about some of the some of the limitations. But uh, from my perspective, you know, obviously, obviously, any freemium product, any product that's not sanctioned uh, by IT. Uh, brings a level of uh, kind of um, I, I don't want to say potential security risk, but uh, but uh, maybe violation of uh, 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 violation of some of the security policies or procedures inside of the company. So uh, I would not recommend using freemium for the most uh, uh, critical data for the most kind of protected data. But uh, um, you know, Zoom is a good example. Um, you know, you can use it. For some 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 uh, information and some some communication, but there is definitely a level of communication, and you don't want to have over uh, secure Zoom, uh, unsecure Zoom, and someone else can actually uh, join your call and listen to your board meetings or, or product planning meetings and so on. Um, so it's 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 governance, it's uh, different types of uh, uh, company policies that uh, you know uh, the freemium products can actually violate and. When, when we look at it again, when we actually look at the data, we spend most of the time, I would say that, you know, our launch of freemium was was probably 50% spent on how do we actually make sure that our customers don't violate different either company policies or in terms of data, um, uh, you know, government and, and local data restrictions like GDPR in Europe and California Protection Act and so on. So it actually is it depends on, on the vendor as well. It's not just uh, the responsibility of the user. 
so how do you typically see, you know, freemium software being implemented? Is this something that, you know, you see most businesses sticking with the free version and getting everything they need out of it? Or are they, you know, using it to see what the benefits are and then upgrading to more of a paid version where they get more of those enterprise features? Yeah, yeah I, I do believe that uh, companies will, you know, at some point need to spend money on the freemium. Otherwise, there is no business model. And because... We actually invest in it. We are investing in uh, uh, in uh, that software. We are investing in those clients. And as I said, it shouldn't be bait and switch. Uh, no company should ever, or no user should get, uh, ever find out that by using freemium, they own they owe uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars because they you know misread some uh, some uh, uh, some uh, uh, end user license or, or software license and so on. So transparency is part of it. But uh, if you create the right balance between freemium and the paid software, we expect that a lot of our customers will actually upgrade from freemium. They will be so happy. They will actually get so many benefits, and those benefits will pay for the for, for, for the paid software. Uh, but it needs to be again, it needs to be done in a transparent way, and it needs to be well designed. So that uh, you know, customers can actually see the benefits of freemium uh, before they you know gave up or whatever. Uh, and if they actually see these benefits, then we expect that they will start spending money later on. So why would you say it's better to offer a free version um, of the product rather than offering a free trial that gives them access to the platform and then ends? you know, at a certain time. Yeah, that, that's kind of, that's the, that's the investment of time. If I'm, if I'm, a, if I'm an end user, and I, I'm, look, I'm trying to look at it as from the perspective, you know, of the, of the end user. So I'm, I'm the end user, I'm going to spend my time. And maybe I realize that, uh, uh, you know, this actually works for me in that limited uh, function. You don't want to end up uh, in a situation where, you know, you spend three months learning the tool, you spend three months investing it, and suddenly your trial is up, uh, uh, is over, and, and you know, now you have to actually, uh, you know, have to spend money, and you haven't really get any benefits out of it. So the freemium actually gives the user the, the, the confidence that if they, if they want to, they can always use it for free, and then it's up to us as the software vendor to create enough upgrade options, enough new features, enough uh, extensions and so on, so that we actually convince them to spend money on us. But it shouldn't be done in a way that they put all the investments and then we, and then we say, well, time, your time is over and you have to pay us money. So how would you recommend businesses take advantage of the freemium model? If they're looking to offer a free version in addition to their paid offerings, what should they put in the free version, but sort of keep behind the scenes to make the model work for them? Yeah, and I, you know, that's actually, again, that's that's kind of the right balance. You know, I, I think it's, that's the main, that's the main uh, um, kind of focus of the freemium is to be, how do you create this, how do you create this kind of right balance? If you put, you know, and I see, I, you know, we all sign up for freemiums, and I've signed up for freemiums that deliver zero value, and there is zero. If, if the freemiums deliver zero value, then it's it's really useless, and um, you know, um, so so it should deliver some value, and some value that actually really demonstrates the quality of the product and the company and the vision and so on. 
But at the same time, that value should actually not cannibalize the the revenue from the paid version. So that kind of striking the the right balance is 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 a huge part of it. And the second kind of part of that uh, uh, formula calculation needs to be the cost of customer acquisition. If you can actually use your freemium to lower your cost of customer acquisition, and maybe you lose a little bit of revenue, but that little bit of revenue is still less than what you would spend on sales and marketing, trying to get people in into your paid product, then it's actually, you know, then it's actually good. So the way we actually look at, at uh, freemium is that everything what we do in freemium in terms of our own efforts, you know, the, our marketing costs, we do freemium campaigns and so on, all the way to freemium hosting and maybe even the lost revenue, we look at it as the cost of customer acquisition for the paid version. And in today's world, it's still cheaper than, you know, going to conferences and, and travel and, and you know, uh, have expensive salespeople and so on. So it is, it is part of the overall design of the, of the business model and uh, kind of the revenue model of the company. Great. So as an example, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about Good Data's offering, Roman, what you guys offer as the free version and then, you know, why, how you sort of entice customers to more of your paid versions? Yep. So, so, so as, as I mentioned, we, we have, you know, we have an analytics platform. We, have, we help our customers to analyze data coming from their internal systems like sales and marketing and products and so on, and they can actually analyze and visualize the data and, and offer analytics to their you know, clients and customers and users and partners. And and for us, we actually pick the the limitation. We, we offer very much, you know, unlimited product in terms of functionality. What we actually realize that the best way how to actually limit it is by, uh, by, by the volume of data. So we limit the volume of data our customers can actually use to uh, to uh, to load into our freemium uh, version, and that that's kind of that's a good deal because for us we have very low cost of hosting. As I mentioned, it's it's our CAC customer acquisition cost. Uh, our customers can actually um, see how good data works for them. There's no time limit if they want to use good data to analyze their leads forever. Uh, in that uh, in um, uh, in uh, in, good, in free, free good data, they can. But at the same time, we expect that as as they are successful with this product and they actually load more data and they create additional uh, additional perspectives and they they kind of they can analyze data coming from different uh, parts of the organization. At some point, they will actually go over that limit, but they will actually happily pay because uh, the value they will get out of that analytics will will be both uh, will be worth it and. For us, it's the way how to get uh, analytics to, to people who these days have time and not necessarily budgets. I think that's going to be all the time we have today, Roman. Is there anything else about the freemium software, about this topic you wanted to add, um, you know, or leave our listeners with? Um, again, my, my main take, my main uh, kind of, you know, uh, um, advice is don't look at it as a switch and bait, you know, the bait and switch, that's that's not gonna work. And also look at it as the as a potential way how to lower your CAC. Those are the two guiding principles. Great. Well thank you again so much, Roman, for taking the time out to speak with us. Until next time, you guys have been listening to What the Dev. Thank you.